We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Voice of Pittsburgh, KDK Radio. I'm Mangino. Thank you very much for tuning in. Whether it's 100.1 FM, AM 1020, or the radio.com app, always love having you. And uh, we'll get to more of your calls coming up as well. 866-391-1020. First, though, Doug Salzman joining us, political and polling analyst on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Doug, so what have you been up to for the past uh, week or so? Anything exciting? Well, there's been a few things exciting happening. Uh, frankly, I've been more disgusted. Uh, than anything else um, these last couple of days after what happened in Washington, D.C. Just absolutely despicable. Uh, I, I don't know, the words aren't there to describe it. Uh, those who provoked it, those who participated in it, those who thought it was cool to, to put it out on Facebook that they decided to illegally break into the Capitol building. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. In the years that you worked with uh, Senator Specter, th- did you have occasion to be in the Capitol building? Oh, occasionally, sure. I mean, I was director of his Pittsburgh regional office, and the senator's main office was in a hard Senate office building, which is, you know, across the street from the Capitol mm-hmm. on the Senate side. But sure, I'd, I'd be in the Capitol building. And uh, back in a lot of that time was pre-9-11, and it was a very busy place, a lot of tourists. And there was no visitor center like there is now under what's basically the back of the Capitol. Uh, so, yeah, it was always a very busy place, and you always felt very, very safe. You felt like it's the safest place in America, maybe except for the White House, because, you know, there's so much security there and all. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be such a breakdown, and I think that's obvious. That What, the, the Sergeant of Arms, the House and Senate both resigned, the Chief of Pol- Capitol Police resigned. So, obviously, they weren't prepared for what was coming. Uh, and, uh, obviously, it's, and the police who stood their ground, uh, frankly, are heroes. When you were watching, at what point did you begin to get uh, apprehensive and concerned at all? Well, I got a call from a, a woman I used to work with who works in the Capitol building now. I hadn't talked to her in some time. And um, uh, she and, and uh, other um, co-workers were hiding in a closet. Oh, my. Uh, I mean, this this was a large closet they were in. It's not like they were stuffed into a closet. But because they knew what was coming, and so they're in this place watching it on their cell phones with earpieces so it wasn't making noise because they didn't want to attract attention. They didn't know, you know, if they were coming to their offices. Now, they were, where they were in the Capitol, it really didn't get close to them. And I won't say where they worked. That wouldn't be fair. But, um, but you know, to have to hide in the closet in, in, in the U.S. Capitol building, I'm sure that happened in the, during the War of 1812. It shouldn't happen in 2021. It, People that you've, as a political and polling analyst, and you've been a part of Republican politics for some time, um, what have you been hearing since Wednesday as you've reached out to your contacts uh, w- within the party? Uh, what are you hearing? Well, we're all sort of curious what the next polling results will say for the approval rating for Donald Trump. I don't know if it'll be at Nixonian levels, but it's certainly going to be the lowest of his. Uh, his time as a candidate or his time as president of the United States. Yes. And, and frankly, I, I really thought he, even months ago when he was complaining so much, I said, certainly he'll have the dignity to show up for the inauguration. 
you know, every every losing president or former president has done it since what is it, 1869. Mm-hmm. Um, but frankly, at this point, I agree. I agree with President-elect Biden that it's best that he that Trump not even be there, because um, who knows? He might stand up and walk out during the inaugural address. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And I I think if Vice President Pence is there, that really makes a statement. Yeah, and I, uh, I understand he will be there. Yeah, my understanding is is that yeah he will too. Um, I was talking with Jerry Schuster about this earlier, about a couple of hours ago, and he thought it was a good idea uh, that Trump not go and then wondered uh, as to whether or not it was a Trump idea to not be there or if he was dissuaded to going uh, by others that um, you know kept him from uh, talked him out of going to this. Your thoughts about that? Um, I, I don't think Trump takes anybody's advice at this point. Uh, unless his family told him not to go, but I don't think Donald Trump does anything that he doesn't want to do on his very own. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I guess when, when I'm an analyst and I'm on the radio, I, sh- I should have a lot of things to say, but I'm just speechless. I, I think one moment to the next, I, I don't know what to think. It, it's just uh, an, an unbelievable event. But frankly, the, I guess to answer your question, I, I, I think he makes his decisions on his own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really don't think he takes anybody's advice. Do you think that this... What, what took place on Wednesday was within the realm of possibility for anyone, whether we're talking about uh, the president or his closest advisors and family or even uh, the lawmakers on the House and the Senate side that were objecting to the electoral vote counts that were coming in from varying sta- all the states. You think this what took place was within the realm of possibility for anybody at that point? I'm not sure if I fully understand your question. You mean within the realm... Did you think this might happen at some point down the line? Yes. Do, do you think any of them thought that this was possible with what they were doing and the way that they were just revving people up, whether it was the speeches that were taking place uh, earlier or the actual actions of what they were doing on the House and the Senate floor, that it would ultimately rise to what took place that afternoon? Yeah, I, I don't think people ahead of time thought it might happen, but when, when you have comments made, um, by members of the president's family, by Rudy Giuliani. And do you remember the old Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> America's mayor? He was surely going to be a president of the United States at some point. Mm. I, I don't know what happened there. I mean, this is a man I'd met several times, had conversations with him, sat at a, at a table in a restaurant having dinner with him. Rudy Giuliano it, it was like talking to history, getting his take on, on being mayor on 9-11, that sort of thing. I, it, it's almost like it's a different person. And, and for the comments he made, um, that day during that rally, I, I don't don't understand. Yeah, were there irregularities? Absolutely. I don't think the governor in Pennsylvania should have just arbitrarily said, "Hey, you can, you know, we'll we'll take ballots that come after the deadline." Even the law didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there weren't enough to change the vote in Pennsylvania. Um, and so, so if you have a legal question, then question that. But you can't say that the election was stolen when when it was an overwhelming victory. Uh, and I'm sure, yeah, there may be a million or two votes that were off, but that still wouldn't have made the difference in this election. Um, it, it just it, it just makes me almost speechless at times to think what happened on, in, on Washington, to think I've toured that place with my family and how nice it was to walk through there and to see that same building now. People crawling on the outside of the building at one point. Did you see those videos? Yes. I, I mean, no, and, and, and I don't like this idea that, you know, these protests, this was a violent protest. I don't agree with that. Once a protest becomes violent, they're no longer protesters. They're felons. Whether the, whether they're, they're, they were protesters after 
um, uh, the George Floyd uh, death, those mm-hmm. at that point are no longer protesters. They're felons. Uh, so I, I don't I, I don't like terminology like that. Sometimes these are no longer protesters. Protesting is an absolute legitimate right, and everybody should do it. And if you want to protest after this election, that's fine. To, to go into the Capitol illegally and sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I'm no fan of Nancy Pelosi, let me tell you. But to do something like that, I hope that guy's arrested. I hope he faces federal charges. Yeah, and he's been arrested and he is facing charges. Um, and there are many others uh, that are facing uh, the same fate as well. Uh, people from all over the country uh, that have uh, been there and engaged in those acts. Uh, Republicans uh, expressing outrage, and it seems as though of all the things that Trump has engaged in, this is the one that clearly put them over the top. Uh, is it because some have said that it's because? lawmakers felt violated, that they were under attack personally for what they were doing in those chambers, and then enough is enough. How much of it's that, and how much of it is it's just two weeks away until he's gone anyway, so it's politically more expedient to go ahead and distance yourself from him? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a little of everything, a little of both of those, I should say. But yeah, I mean, he's two weeks left and anybody who's going to do a poll right now who's up for re-election in two years knows on the republican side if you connect yourself with donald trump unless you're from an overwhelming republican district it's going to hurt you so no that doesn't that doesn't help somebody but you know politicians should not be criticized for for acting political <laughs> they're politicians right. you know do- doctors uh, respond from a medical standpoint etc uh so yeah i mean they're going to be political no matter what but at this point, I can't imagine what the next poll is going to say about the approval rating for Donald Trump. I have, I've been searching for one. Maybe I've missed one that's out there. I haven't seen it yet. No, I have not seen an approval poll either. The, the, the latest poll I saw was that the majority of the American people want him out prior to the inauguration of Biden on the 20th, uh, whether it's the 25th Amendment or its resignation or its impeachment. It all adds up to upwards of 57 percent of the American people. Yeah. I mean, if you take a look at what Joe Biden has said, and I think there's a very measured comments about whether he should be impeached, whether the 25th Amendment should be invoked. I mean, we're two weeks away. Uh, let's just move on at this point. Let's that's I, I, I'm not a supporter of Joe Biden. People have heard me. You know, I have differences on some on his position. But at the same time, uh, you know, this would be a time to celebrate a new president coming in. Whether you agree with that president or not, mm-hmm. this is part of what makes America America. And in the past, I've said on your show how amazing it must be for people from foreign countries to look at the man who lost re-election or the woman someday be sitting right next to the person who is getting sworn in. You think about George H.W. Bush sitting there while Bill Clinton was being sworn in. People from other countries must look at that and say, my gosh, how does that happen? (laughs) Where other countries, it doesn't happen. And this year, the president won't be sitting next to the new president. And I think that's a sad situation in America. I think it's very good, though, that the vice president will be sitting there. He just, uh, wouldn't you love to know what he has to say to his wife at night, <laughs> you know, well, in the it, privacy of their home? Yes. What he uh, thinks about uh, the president. Especially, the yes. President. Yeah, he, he has been. And, and the president week. really threw him under the bus Wednesday. I mean, the, the loyalty that Trump has for people is as long as they're loyal back to him. And as soon as he perceives they're doing anything that's disloyal, even uh, whether it's unconstitutional, even if it's... It would be unlawful to do. He puts that 
above anything. And then as soon as he feels violated, uh, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, I was very pleased to hear him announce that there will be a smooth transition of power. I'm shocked he even said those words, frankly. I just thought he would let people worry and think and, and let the Biden, uh, incoming Biden administration wonder whether there'd be a smooth transition. So I was very pleased to hear him uh, say that, frankly. I, I was shocked. In fact, when I first heard it, I double-checked it, triple-checked it to say, wait, did he actually say that? Uh, I thought if he said it, he may have said it the day before. Do you think that he's well, going to give a tour yes. to the incoming president? Like they do that. the a standard thing. Give a tour of the White House. Right. Obviously, but <laughs> Joe Biden and his wife have been in that White House for, for decades. Yeah. Um, I doubt if that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to either. Um when it come, we're talking with Doug Salson, once again, political and polling analyst, uh, about the last week's worth of news, especially Wednesday through to this point. Um, when you look at the governor, when you look at Georgia, to what extent do you think the Democrats won because of Trump? Well, it, it certainly had to have played into it. Uh, I mean, when, when, when the Democrats, when, when at one point, you know, they, there was push at, even by the president saying, should you vote in Georgia? You know, it's an unfair state. They, they won't count the election. Right? Then I think you realize, oh, wait a minute. I, you know, I've got to go back on that and say, no, go vote. But at the same time, those who voted early clearly were more Democrats than Republicans. It had to have played into it, you know, that we're talking about following up an election. Again, you know, I, I, I so disagree with states with these runoff elections. You know, if, if, if you're voting for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, it should be the exact same in every state. It, you shouldn't have a different way of electing the same office in state to state. You know, you shouldn't be able to vote three weeks early in one state and by and by mail-in ballot in one state and not in another. It just seems on those national elections, mm-hmm. they should all be run the same in every single state. State rights are absolutely critical and absolutely when it comes to running, you know, voting for governor, or lieutenant governor, your state legislator, House or Senate, local elections, state rights, critical. But I think voting on it for national offices like Senate, the U.S. House, president, vice president, it should be the same in every state. I, I don't, it just doesn't seem to be a right way to do things. Uh, Doug Salson, once again, joining us. Doug, do me a favor, hold tight right there. I got to pause here for a moment. We'll come back with more with him in a moment. Your calls as well, 866 391 1020. Your texts, don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Mangino on KDKA. Good evening, I'm Mangino. Thank you very much for tuning in to KDKA Radio. Doug Saltzman joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Uh, Doug, a couple of things I wanted to get your thoughts on on the local side of things. Uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman looking at running for Senate in 2022 to take over um, Pat Toomey's seat. He's looking at that not running. He's already said he's not going to. Your thoughts about Lieutenant Governor and his chances of being able to win that seat? Well, everybody assumed that's why he ran for lieutenant governor. So at some point he could run for Senate, uh, U.S. Senate. And lieutenant governor is a tough position. If you're a hands-on person, you like to get things done, you like to be involved, as Fetterman has proven, even in his little tiny town of Braddock where he was mayor. Um, and uh, he, he worked very hard there, very committed. Being lieutenant governor, it's ceremonial in many times, in many places. So, yeah, it absolutely does not surprise me at all that he's interested in running uh, for the U.S. Senate. He has sort of a national following, so I think fundraising uh, uh, won't be a problem for him. But yeah, I think he's going to have competition uh, within the Democratic Party itself. Others who are already in Congress think they've paid their dues more than he has. Mm-hmm. But I think he has a very good chance. Obviously, he has pretty good name ID statewide for a lieutenant governor. 
Um, and he just has sort of that presence about, you know, when he shows up at a rally, he can get folks going. Right. I mean, he'll be as much running against Donald Trump, you know, in two years as his actual opponents. Sometimes that comes back to bite you to do something like that when you need to be running for your own office and not for another office. But I'm not surprised he's running. I think he has, the, I think he has a, a good chance of winning the Democratic primary. But, of course, it's light years away. Good heavens. We're talking at this point, you know, 22 months until that general election. Um, but I would think he'd be uh, he'd be the odds on favorite to win the Democratic primary at this point. All right. Uh, also, uh, one more thing I wanted to get your thoughts on, too. Uh, when it comes to the Senate District 45 seat and um, uh, the, the way things are playing out at this point, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the idea of the state Senate not um, seating Brewster and waiting until these court proceedings play out and the legitimacy of that argument? Well, it, it's right, John. It's such a close uh, – what is it, 69 votes Brewster has an advantage yes. of? Yes. If they throw out the ballots that are now in court being questioned, um, his opponent wins by 44. So I, I think it was the right step. You don't want to seek somebody to knock them out. That happened many years ago. There was a, a former Arlen Specter staffer who ran for state senate in, uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, his opponent was declared the winner, was sworn in, and then they figured out there were fraudulent votes. He was involved in vote counting his own opponent. And they, they, the judge knocked that person out of the office and put my former colleague into the seat. Uh, so it, 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 you don't want that to happen. You don't want somebody sworn in the knocked out. Mm-hmm. I think the right thing to do at this point is wait and get this resolved. And we're down to 100 vote difference, 59 vote difference, 44 vote difference. Have the final court decision made on this and move on from there. I mean, he's been in office many, many years. A Senate seat is not as if you're holding open a, a governor's seat or the presidency or something. Uh, I think um, if, if they could wait so long to make decisions, say in 2000 about who's the next president, they can do the same here uh, on uh, on the state senate. I think it's the right thing to do. The voters who voted for Bruce's opponent are saying, "Wait a minute, get this taken care of first. Right. And the, 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 my understanding is is that the uh, staff is still employed. The staff still remains, and they continue to function. And uh, my other understanding is that out of the Senate side of things, they are not planning on doing anything officially until uh, the beginning of next month, uh, and they anticipate that they will be able to go ahead and fill the seat properly by then, so the full representation will not be lost. We'll see how things ultimately play out. Right. Staff yeah. is still there. Even when a staff... When a member resigns, right. staff is still there to do work of, that staff would do, or if a, a member dies yes. uh, unexpectedly, the staff is still there doing it. And, and it's not as if this seat is going to determine who controls the state Senate. You know, this is not a runoff in Georgia. <laughs> this, the Republicans have a clear advantage uh, in uh, in Harrisburg and the, on the Senate and the House. So this is not as if they're trying to decide who's going to be the majority in the, in the state Senate. That's That's not pending. Doug Saltzman, political and polling analyst, joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Doug, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, man. Gino, Absolutely. Well. Looking forward to having you on again sometime real soon. All right, stay right there. News headlines are coming up, and we'll get to your calls, 866-391-1020.